I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Time for a podcast on strength training, one of my favorite forms of exercise. Although, I like cardio too. Not a huge fan of the stretching. Not many are. I love strength training. Have been doing it since I was 14 years old. Pretty much nonsense. I mean, we all have ups and downs. We all have time off. I've talked a lot about that, how it's not uh, if, but when you should take time off. It's a necessity. Uh, but I have been strength training in one form or another since my teenage years. And there are just so many benefits. I keep bringing you new podcasts, new studies about just the myriad benefits of strength training, like not just physiologically, many of which, by the way, are just incredible, like above and beyond what we thought, but psychologically as well. And, and that's exciting. That should give you more and more motivation to do it. Uh, and you don't have to go heavy if you don't want to. You don't have to go to the gym if you don't want to. You don't have to do an hour. All of those things I talk about frequently as well. That's why my most recent book is called The Micro Workout Plan. If you want to do an hour, an hour and a half, if you have that time and that desire, sure, do it. But if you want to do five minutes here, 10 minutes there, especially when it comes to strength training, although the research into uh, cardiovascular exercise and shorter workouts is, is ridiculously strong and, and growing, but it's absolutely perfect for strength training. And as I say that about cardio, I still remember, uh, I'll leave his name out, but I, I love him. One of the smartest uh, PhD, I'm just going to keep it vague, uh, we, we just discussed my recent book when I talked about the micro workout plan and gave him the subtitle, you know, 15 minutes or less a day. He's like, that's not enough. It is. <laughs> it is. Depends on what you do, what your goals are and how frequently you do it. But of course, of course it's enough. And that's one of the major messages I'm going to continually drive home as well. Excessive moderation. Don't do a lot of exercise. A little. Do a little a lot. Moderation is more challenging than the extremes, both physiologically and psychologically, especially psychologically. I need to do more. I need to do more. No, you need to be consistent and you need to do the smart stuff and you need to do, you know, I even hesitate to say the boring stuff. You just have to find the basics that you enjoy. It's the same as food. You don't have to eat foods you don't enjoy, healthy foods you don't enjoy and you don't have to do exercises you don't enjoy. There are too many options. So another huge part of this show is just increasing your exercise arsenal with so many ideas. There is not one way. You should try as many ways and incorporate as many ways to exercise and to eat healthy as possible. And yes, strength training, as I say in my book, The Micro Workout Plan, is truly the fountain of youth. Stop looking. That's it. That's it. It's all about not just how long we live, but the quality of life. It's not the, the number of years, but it's the life in those years. And strength training 
is essential to that. Essential. So, yeah, cardio and, and strength true. I mean, now, now the, the benefits are crossing over, but for argument's sake, let's say, you know, heart health and cardiovascular exercise, awesome. But we need to be strong enough and healthy enough to be able to move and do what we want to do in our 80s, 90s, and beyond. Falls and fractures. People fall when they get older because their balance isn't great, their strength isn't great, and then when they do fall, they often break bones, and that is really bad at an older age. And the stronger you are, the less likely you are to fall. And if and when you do, the less likely you are to have a major issue. You're decreasing all of those negative odds. And so it's it's truly the fountain of youth. And you think back to when it was all about bodybuilding, right? That's what people thought strength training was for, for the bodybuilders. It was all about vanity and, you know, just huge muscles and getting muscle bound and all those myths, many of which still exist to this day. Not true. Not true. 54. Feel better than I have. Felt pretty good my whole life, but it gets better and better because I'm accruing over time the benefits. You know, one book uh, concept I've been working on for many years, I'm pretty manic when it comes to... (laughs) I just asked my wife, all the projects I work on and have, you know, in various degrees of of completion. But one is your 401 fitness plan, investing in your health. And that's the great news when you put in years and years and years of exercise, it pays off and it gets easier. And yes, you can and should do less Lift a little less, unless you want to go heavier. That's totally fine. But the point is, you don't have to. The more work you do, the less you have to do later. And that's pretty awesome. So when you read or hear, read these articles or hear, you know, if you take time off. I'm writing so many articles now on that. I don't know why it's it's suddenly back, but all these things are cyclical. You know, how much time can you take off? What happens if you take time off? And there's those ridiculous articles that say, if you take, you know, fill in a number, four weeks off, six weeks off, two weeks off, three weeks off from exercise, it's as if you never exercised at all. You're starting from where you began. It is not true. Not even close. All right, so... Today's podcast is about push and pull workouts. Why? Because I'm writing a couple articles on them and people ask all the time, you know, what should I do? So we know we need to exercise. We know we need to do our cardio. We know we need to do our strength, but how do we do it? And so push and pull workouts are, as I said in the beginning, yet one way you can structure your workouts. But let me say how... I have spent 30, well, 30 plus years in the in the business and, and much longer just doing it recreationally in the gyms. I've spent the vast majority of my life in the gym. Working in it, working out in it, owning that, the whole nine yards. 
And there's so much wasted time. So much. You're there. And you know, there are people who would say, well, at least they're there. And you're absolutely right. But I want you to maximize your time and hit your goals. And I often use the analogy. It's like saying, okay, you're in college and you're going to the library. Well, you go to the library every day, but you're getting C's and D's. That's not great. You're doing something wrong when you're there or you're not maximizing your potential and benefits while you're there. And so let's just talk about the different ways you can structure your strength workouts. And we start with the two words that I generally start almost every topic with. It depends. Like, how should I do my strength workouts? Well, let's start with the recommendations, right? It is generally recommended that you do two to three strength workouts per week. So that's the vague advice that the government gives, you know, different health organizations, two to three workouts, strength workouts per week, 150 minutes, you know, and then they go moderate and intense. You go, oh, you know, people's eyes glaze over. But let's start there. It's, I, I like that. Two to three strength workouts per week. So if you are doing two to three strength workouts per week, then you're going to do full body workouts. Ideally, you're going to do a full body workout. If you're working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you're just doing biceps and crunches and, you know, more vanity stuff, not good. Not horrible. You're doing something, right? But you are hardly maximizing your time. So two to three workouts per week, full body, major muscle groups, right? We can break the upper body into about five major muscle groups, your chest, your back, shoulders, biceps, triceps, right? There's your upper body. And then legs, even easier, you're gonna do the front of your legs, right? Your quads, the back of your legs, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves. Those are your four major, there's others. And when you do compound moves, which you should do uh, as many as possible when you are doing fewer workouts, compound moves work more than one muscle group at a time. You're maximizing your time. When it comes to legs, that's even easier. So instead of you know getting on the leg curl machine or the leg extension machine, you're going to do squats or you're going to do lunges. Squats and lunges are not bad for you. Bad squats and bad lunges are bad for you. And if you have issues, you have to progress slowly. And that goes for the amount of movement and the amount of weight you use. But there you go. If you're like, listen, Tom, I have two to three days a week. I'm going to strength train full body, some squats, some lunges, you know, uh, the major muscle groups of the legs, try to get as many at the same time. And the same thing with your upper body, you know, a bench press, whether you use a barbell or, you know, um, dumbbells or a machine, a chest press, chest, shoulders, and triceps. You're getting three muscle groups right there. So that's what you're going to do. Two to three workouts per week, full body, non-consecutive days, by the way. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, day off in between because you're hitting the same full body and you need 24 hours to recover. All right. And by the way, you can use whatever resistance you want. I've done many shows on that. I will do many more. Free weights, machines, bands, body weights. I use it all. There's not one of those that is quote unquote better than the other. They all have their pros and cons and they all have their utility. 
You know, I love when you read the articles about, you know, machines are not functional and machines aren't great for building strength. Bodybuilders use a lot of machines because they want to take the core activation out. They want to focus just on their biceps or a different body part, an isolation move. There's a time and a place for all of those different modalities. And I use them all. A mix is the best, okay? And yes, you can do it at home. You can do it at the gym. Your strength training, you can do a mix of the two. Again, that's what I do. And when you go to the gym, you should probably use the machines and take the classes, you know, the stuff you like again. But I just find it hard to stomach when I see people, especially at the more expensive gyms, coming in and doing like, you know, 20 minutes of crunches, 10 minutes of stretching. Again, better than not doing anything. And if that's all you do and that's the, the only place you're going to do it, I get it. I get it. But there's a heck of a lot of people who are not using the gym to its fullest potential. So I will do at the gym what I generally don't have it, uh, access to at home. Not always. I'll still do dumbbells and things like that. But I will mix in other things as well. All right. Let me throw in, be careful, oh my gosh, of the fitness influencer advice. I just tweeted out like, I have never in my 30 plus years in the business seen more bad push-ups in my lifetime. <laughs> I love that I actually saw a fitness friend of mine. She's, she's pretty smart. I've <laughs> done this for a while as well. And she was saying the same thing. She was just ranting about these, I, I, don't, I, I don't follow those people, I guess, so I don't see that advice, but I'm hearing it. I heard it from my son, my 16-year-old, who was doing a bench press and then was doing push-ups with the most bizarre form, and I was like, what the heck are you doing? This is what you know, someone told me to do online, social media. And it's like, these push-ups, they, they, listen, people have always done bad ones because it's like, okay, I want to do 50 you know, you're stuck on the numbers. I want to do 50 crunches. I want to do 50 push-ups. Well, when you pick these generally large numbers, you try to recruit as little muscle tissue as possible. Do, uh, you know, minimize the range of motion. That's always been the case, which is why I would rather you do fewer reps, slower, with less weight and better form. But yeah, it's like, it's like a half inch range of motion. I can't even call them pulses anymore. They're not even pulses. I don't know what they are, but I digress. <laughs> All right. So we got, if you're doing two to three workouts per week, full body, try to get as many of the major muscle groups, upper and lower together. Okay. But now if you're doing it more often, you're like, Hey Tom, I'm going to do three, four, five days per week of strength. I have the time and the desire. Well, if you're doing four, one easy way to do it is upper body one day, lower body the next. And again, there's many other ways. These are all just different ideas to see what works for you. Uh, but four days, you can go upper body Monday, lower body Tuesday, take Wednesday off, upper body Thursday, lower body Friday, and you're good. And then you can even, if you're like, I got five days, I like to do something a little different on the weekends if I'm you know, going to the gym or doing it at home. So if you're going five days, you could go upper body Monday, lower body Tuesday, 
upper body Wednesday, lower body Thursday, take Friday off, and then Saturday do a full body workout. You can even go to the gym. I see a lot of people. I was in the gym today. It's a Saturday. And, you know, the classes are packed, the boot camp type classes. That's a great day to do something like that. So if you're doing your strength training on your own, you know, and maybe you've done that exact split, upper, lower, upper, lower, and then that fifth day is total body because you took Friday off. You can hit it. You can do that. All right? Just giving you ideas and options. Now, if you're like me, (laughs) you're, you know, totally into strength training as frequently as you can and you miss it, so now you're five, six days. I still take a full day off, believe strongly in that. And so that's where we're going to get into this split routine. That's what today's show is about specifically, okay? Push and pull workouts. What do we mean by that? It's just what it sounds like, right? So now we're going to split the upper body into two separate days. Two separate days. And it's going to be a push day and it's going to be a pull day. And I'm going to keep it really simple. Top line here. There's other muscle groups and and subtleties uh, I could get into for another show though. So your push day is your chest, your shoulders, and your triceps. So think of a bench press. Think of a push-up. An amazing compound exercise, or both of those are, right? Because you are getting those three muscle groups at one time. And so that's your push day. And so you can do and should do exercises like a chest press where you're getting all three, and then you can do isolation moves as well. Now, let me say this, by the way. I always, because I've been in this business a long time, I've gotten a lot of you know comments on my books and videos and podcasts. All of this depends on your goals, right? When I do a podcast like this, this is aimed at not you who are out there like trying to max. Well, you, you, you could still do a lot of this, but this is for those people that I like to say want to look better, feel better, live longer, avoid injury, increase their quality of life, make their recreational sports better. Everything I'm talking about here applies to that. And these are the workouts I do. If you lift heavy things, you're going to get stronger. End of story. But yes, there are more specific goals, so this doesn't apply to everyone, okay? But push day. Uh, Chest, shoulders, triceps. So you're going to do those exercises that get multiple muscle groups at once. And then you're going to do your isolation exercises. You know, your tricep press downs, uh, your bicep, uh, well, triceps, uh, shoulders, so shoulder presses and things like that. All right. Generally speaking, again, depends on your goals and your time, two to three sets. I'm going to throw in eight to 15 reps. I'm generally 10 to 15. And now I generally do 15 with a moderate weight and 15 at a moderate weight, slow reps. I'm a pretty much a four second rep person for every rep, slow time under tension for everything. And then about three exercises per body part. If you have time, right? Depends on your time. So you're going to do three chest exercises, three shoulder exercises, and three tricep exercises just for argument's sake and for, you know, illustration purposes. (laughs) Here's what I do. Here's what I do right now. Here's what I did the other day. Just, I did, I go into the gym. I do the machine chest press. There's one that I love. I can move it around. This is a topic for another day. I really feel it hitting the way I want it to hit. So I do chest press. Three sets, 15 reps. Okay, seated, chest press. Then I will do dumbbell. 
chest press, flat bench. And then I finish up with a cable chest press or flies. Well, they're pretty much flies. Depends on which uh, cable machine I get into, but holding the handles, cables, flies. Those are my three go-tos right now. For shoulders, I like to hit all three areas of the shoulders, front, middle, and back. So I start with a chest, or I'm sorry, a shoulder machine, just overhead press, military press, whatever you want to call it. I go pretty darn light because my shoulders, I've talked about before from high school, my only injury back in football, that's it. So got to be careful. And I go super, super light. I did a show on that, right? And if you don't want to go overhead, you don't have to. Uh, we can still hit the front and medial delts uh, without having to go overhead. But I'm a believer now in trying to, because we have to go overhead in our daily living, building up that strength. So I'm using 10 pounds, okay? I'm always on a super light. And it's usually the first one I do to warm the shoulders up. Three sets, 15 reps, 10 pounds. Yes, 10 pounds. I have no ego in the gym. Never have. Uh, and that's... Uh, one of the shoulder exercises. Then I just do lateral raises with the dumbbells. So side raises, lateral raises, pretty darn light. Three sets, 15 reps. And then I finish up one to two sets. I really like the rear delts. um, And that's part of the shoulder uh, issue that I have. So I really want to make sure I get the back of my shoulder. So I will put the bench at at an angle, probably about a 30 degree angle. And I will hold three to five pound dumbbells, but true rear delts like arms almost fully extended, really, really getting the rear delts. And then I will uh, on occasion do a second rear delt exercise where I'm in the chest pec deck uh, machine, right? Where you can either do the chest if you're facing out or your back and rear delts if you are facing the machine. So I'll do three sets of 15 reps for that. Triceps, I keep it simple. It's basically cable stuff, right? So I will switch around the um, the handles and the ropes and things like that. The, uh, word I'm looking for (laughs) the attachment. There we go. The attachment. I need a sidekick who can fill in the blanks. So that will change workout to workout, but generally the V bar cable press downs, the rope cable press downs, and then tricep kickbacks with dumbbells. And it's the attachments that will often change. So lots of cable work, I really just love the ability to focus on the triceps with the cables. That's me. There's so many other exercises, but just giving you my specific examples. All right, now let's talk pull day. Pull day is super important. You know why? Because guys tend to focus on what? Push day. I'm gonna have a real pretty darn good fit tip, pro tip for you at the end about this. Pull day are back and biceps. Back and biceps, so important. Why? Because everything in life is pulling us forward. Everything in life is pulling us forward. Gravity is pulling us forward, like rounding our bodies, right? Sitting, like if you look at the research, it's amazing. You'll you'll see anywhere from six and a half hours to 15 hours per day, people spend sitting. Six and a half to 15. So like true office workers, like that's a long day at work, by the way. But now you're talking like the train, the car, the office, like it's, unbelievable. So think about that, pulling us forward. You're, you're hunched over, your hip flexors are getting shortened, your muscles, your, your, your body is, it's just getting pulled forward. It's in a forward leaning position all day long. 
And then the third component, and there are others, but I love this one. We tend to work on the mirror muscles, the muscles we can see in the mirror, our chest, our abs, and we neglect our posterior chain, including our back, especially our back. So you see the guys, right? The, the thing with the shoulders rounded forward, the, the typical bodybuilder uh, negative kind of connotation that they're, they're, you know, walking around with that look, the rounded forward, because they do so much chest and not enough back. So this is a really important day and we need to do much more of it. The pulling, okay? The pulling to offset both daily life and then the exercises if you are doing that. My exercises, again, real simple, really simple. Um, oh, by the way, for, oh no, it's this day. So the ones I use now, I have at the gym the weight-assisted um, pull-ups and chin-ups. So I will do three sets of 10 pull-ups with weight-assisted. Uh, and I will do three sets of 10 chin-ups. Love. And that's when when you actually use um, some additional weight to help out, not to make it harder. You know, you're, you're kneeling on the, the pad and you can choose how much weight to make it easier. Uh, you can really focus on your back muscles. You know, some of you are way strong enough to do them um, without any assistance and stuff like that. At my age and what I'm doing now, uh, I love having a little help and being able to just really focus on the muscles I want to hit, especially the back, okay? So I will do, let me stick to back. So basically pull-ups on the machine. I will do some type of cable row and some type of cable pull-down. Uh, and then I will do, there's a, so well, let me go there. Cable pull down, right? It's all about the attachments. So many attachments. And that makes a difference. You know what? I have to do a whole show on just the attachments because it makes all the difference in the world. But I'm pulling down and then I'm pulling back, right? So seated cable and then overhead cable and you're pulling down, right? That's the pulling. And my gosh, you have to do that with good form. And the major mistake so many people do is they go too heavy. And so you're not really engaging the back muscles the way you should. Go lighter, go slower, bigger range of motion, engage those muscles, right? I used to do a lot of dumbbell rows, not as much now. Uh, that's more for the home if I'm gonna do it. It's hard, if you think about it, one of the hardest body parts to work is your back. Um, not impossible, obviously you can do barbell rows, many other things. Uh, different Olympic style lifts, you know, are going to engage certain muscles like that. But, um, you know, you got to row, you got to row dumbbells, you have to row your barbell, you can get the um, bar for your home. That's a great idea, right? For your back days, you can do chin ups and pull ups right in your doorway. And if that's hard, which it is for so many people get the big bands. Now, there's your weight assisted. There's so many different strengths of these enormous rubber bands. If you haven't seen them, you hook them over the bar, you either step in them or kneel in them, and it's going to help you do your pull-ups and your chin-ups. All right? Uh, my bicep exercises couldn't be more boring and more basic and more effective, right? I will do the chin-ups. I will do some straight bar um, chin-ups, three sets of 10. For the curls, I'm going to use different uh, types of barbells. Uh, easy curl bar, things like that. And three sets of 15, not super heavy, but super slow and super controlled. And then I generally finish up with the dumbbells. 
and then sometimes I will go to cables and do single uh, cable curls, uh, bicep curls, but those are my basics. And I've been doing them forever. I'll mix up the order and, you know, certain things, grips and, and the like, but those are my go-tos. And they work. Three to four sets. I'm sorry, three to four exercises per body part. Three sets for me, sometimes two, depending, but generally three sets, 10 to 15 reps. That's me. And it works. And for many of you, that will work too, depending on your goals. Some of you are going to go heavier with fewer reps. Some of you are going to do more of the barbell stuff. I get it. But push and pull, regardless of the exercises you choose, now you know. We need to work the front of our bodies and we need to work the back of our bodies. And the number of times you exercise per week, the number of times you strength train per week is going to dictate what you do. And now you know. All right, here's the pro tip. Final little pro tip. Monday at the gym, if you go to the gym to exercise, that is push day for 90% of the people. Try to get on a bench on a Monday next to impossible during peak hours. Do your pull day on Monday and your push day on Tuesday. You want to go have an even better time? Do legs on Monday. (laughs) Not many people. There's some. More than, than, you know, in the past, more people in those, you know, power acts than ever before, especially women. I love that. Oh my gosh. The the number of women now who are just going heavy and getting in there, the free weight stuff like that was so infrequent back when I started. So that is an amazingly good trend, but yeah, try to, try to not do your push day on Monday and, uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised (laughs) at the equipment you have access to enough push and pull again depends on your goals depends on what you're doing uh just giving you more options this is the science though we want to work all of these muscle groups you want to take uh, a day off in between so depending on the number of days per week you're going to strength train we generally want to hit each muscle group two times per week and i like three i like to get three Um, but it depends on how many exercises you're doing on those push and pull days as well. Okay. Enough. Thank you for listening as always. Love what I do. Tom H fit is Instagram as well as Twitter. Reach out. Great questions, uh, from so many of you, uh, please, uh, follow the show, rate the show, subscribe, comment, whatever you can do to support it is greatly appreciated. Uh, fitnessdisrupted.com or teamholland.com. The websites you can go to and email me through there. Oh, what else? That's it. Thank you for listening. Remember, there's three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. And that is awesome. It's about control and we have it. I'm going to leave you as I do. Now, with Jack Lane, whom I just so looked up to and could not believe that I got to interview for an hour on my radio show many years ago, I'm going to leave you with his words. Thank you for listening and believe in yourself. I want to tell you how fortunate you are to have someone like Tom just trying to help you to have a better life. <laughs>